Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson. Today, Daniel Jones has made some headlines with a pretty outrageous desire to get $45 million per season on his new contract. Now, this is way higher than anyone anticipated. Going into this offseason, we thought that the deal could be in the range of 30 to 35 but now it sounds like the asking price has ballooned all the way up to $45 million, according to Mike Floyd of pro football talk or whatever outlet he's with nowadays and it's not the only outlet making such a claim the post is also claiming that Daniel Jones wants at least 38 million so there's going to be a pretty high price tag to pay for Daniel Jones's services going forward now realistically the number probably falls between those two but it's going to be a lot of money for the Giants to sign Daniel Jones to that long-term extension today we're going to go ahead and discuss what this could mean for the New York Giants whether or not they should cough up that dough for Danny and go through what this means for the future of Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. So we're going to go ahead and dive into it, but make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed this episode and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Alex, ding. And without further ado, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on this outrageous headline of Daniel Jones? One dollar, take it or leave it. That's <laughs> One dollar. That's all I'm offering now. $45 million, guys. Is he worth Patrick Mahomes' Josh Allen money? Absolutely not. This is ridiculous. $45 million. I will gladly walk him out the door myself. I like Daniel Jones. I think they continue to, they can continue developing him. I think that he has a future with this team. But $45 million is absolute blasphemy. And in my opinion, it's a load of shit to begin with. I don't think $45 million is on the table. I think that they're using Mike Florio of PFT as a talking piece, just getting those numbers out there, trying to create public speculation, trying to freak out about it. I think they're using this as a strategy. It's a very like, normal tactic, going in way above what he's actually worth. Nobody in their right mind is giving Daniel Jones $45 million. No team out there is giving him $45 million. He hasn't thrown over 20 touchdowns in three freaking years. There's a lot left to get out of Daniel Jones, but right now, he hasn't proven he's worth that much. This started at $22 million, $20 million. We were like, yeah, like this makes sense. Then it went up to $25 million. Like, yeah, this still makes sense. Then it went up to $30 million. We're like, okay, yeah, we can live with that. $35 million. Okay, like we're pushing it, but fine. $45 million. Get the hell out of my, get off my team. Just get off my team. I'm not sitting here and talking about Daniel Jones at $45 million. I know he has more leverage than the Giants. I'd rather slap him with a franchise tag and hold him hostage on that than let him get a contract worth 45 mil over the next five seasons. That's ridiculous. It's it's just unreasonable, and in my opinion, it's unrealistic. I don't think that's anywhere close to the real number that we're going to see. As you mentioned, Paul Schwartz has him at $38 million, five years, $190 million. That seems a little bit more realistic. Even then, it's expensive. As like a lot of people are saying, you know, the, the real beat reporters and whatnot are saying a little bit of a low number, but every beat reporter is slowly climbing up towards that 40 million mark. We started at 30, then it was 32, then, oh, it's maybe 35, oh, wait a second, it's 37, now it's 38, and all of a sudden it's 40 plus. You know, this is kind of how this has gone this offseason for Daniel Jones. And here's the thing. A lot of people have been saying to me, 
the franchise tag is the leverage the Giants have. Like, the Giants don't have much leverage right now. If it's not Daniel Jones, who is it? It's a bridge quarterback. Are you going to go and trade for Rodgers? You're not ready to compete right now. Uh, maybe you are. I, I don't know. We need more receivers. And Rodgers' contract, obviously, is pretty big, too. Derek Carr is a free agent. Do you go in that direction, you know, paying him just as much? Uh, you know, and obviously, we know what Derek Carr is. He's a good quarterback, but he has his vulnerabilities, and, and I don't think that he would be the right solution for us. Do you go and mortgage the future to trade up for a quarterback? Do you wait until 25 and take the best one available? Uh, there's, you know, options, but they're not good ones. The only one that makes sense is Daniel Jones. We know they want him back. You know, Schwartz also mentioned that the Giants really like him and they think that he can be a great quarterback for this team. And I, I tend to agree. I think he can be the future, but I'm not going to break the bank. I'm not going to hold ourselves hostage because of a $45 million uh, per season contract. And I know that the salary cap continues to go up, but he's not worth that, right? $35 million 38 is even pushing it. It's justifiable because the the quarterback market is so flush. It is so there's so much money going into these players, and ultimately 38 million is not that expensive actually for a starting quarterback in the NFL these days. It's not that unreasonable. So I could see that making sense for him. But 45 is Mahomes money. It's Josh Allen money. It's not reasonable in my opinion. It's probably Lamar Jackson money. That's not Daniel Jones money. You know what I mean? Like there there comes a, a line that you cannot cross. I think that 45 is definitely a point where they're trying to just ask for the moon you know we know he switched agents this past weekend so anthony when you're looking at this 45 million how realistic do you think this is and do you think that the franchise tag gives them any sort of leverage in my in my opinion it's really more of a stalling tactic because you still have to pay that 32 million in full for the 2023 season if they lock him in at that number and it really hurts the Giants' ability to spend anywhere else because you still have Saquon Barkley to figure out. We've talked about David Long. We've talked about other players. Uh, Marcus Peters, the quarterback market, is flush with talent. $32 million takes up about 75% of their available cap. That is a bad situation. The Giants want to extend long-term. They don't want to hold themselves hostage this upcoming year and, once again, just be financially strapped. So I think long-term makes the most sense, but it also comes down to being fair and realistic, and I think $45 million is egregious by most accounts. Yeah, I don't think that $45 million is realistic. There's no way that the Giants sign him at that number. That would make him higher paid than Josh Allen, than Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, and of course, Kirk Cousins. That $38 million would make him higher paid than Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz, and then Matt Ryan. So that's really the price range that you're looking at for Daniel Jones. He can maybe get a little bit more than Kirk Cousins, but there's no way he's getting up into that upper echelon of Dak Prescott. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes there's no shot and if the Giants do give him that amount of money they're crazy Daniel Jones I I'm sorry he's a good player I like him and I think that he is the future of this team but he's not the 45 million dollar per year future of this team he hasn't proven enough to be paid like one of these top quarterbacks in the NFL you're talking about the best quarterbacks in the league getting that kind of money like Joe Burrow is about to get a 45 million dollar per, per year season uh, or a deal and Daniel Jones has never had a season close to what Joe Burrow does year in and year out so I don't know. With Daniel Jones, again, I like the year that he had. I like the player that he is. He's a great man off the field as well. Like, he's a good player, and it's somebody that you want to invest in, but not that kind of money. And also, the, the long-term deal, I don't like. I prefer a short-term deal with Daniel Jones. I think that the Giants should be trying to get a three-year deal out of Daniel Jones. Now, I know that's going to be tough because his agent's going to want to lock in big-time money, $200 million over the course of the next five years. But, Alex, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Because a five-year commit, commitment to Daniel Jones makes me really skeptical. It makes me really nervous. I prefer a three-year commitment. I think that makes a lot more sense for him if you're the New York Giants because, yes, he's started to prove that he is a franchise quarterback, but he hasn't proved that he can do it for year in and year out over the next 
five years. So I would rather it be a three-year deal so we can get out of it quicker if need be. So um, my kind of in-between for that specific question is I would be fine with a four-year deal with an out after the third season. You know, like that makes sense to me because that way you have your three-year deal and they can lock in the fourth year to probably cheaper price point you know 38 million dollars in year four and he's playing at a like playoff caliber quarterback level you're in good shape and you don't have to pay him 50 million per season that's 12 million dollars you can allocate elsewhere we have a lot of big contracts coming up guys dexter lawrence andrew thomas xavier mckinney then you have to figure out saquon these are all coming up within the next two years if not this offseason so daniel jones every penny counts right that's seven million dollars per season pays for most of saquon's or half of saquon's contract pays for most of maybe mckinney's uh year over year contract pays for most of maybe dexter lawrence maybe not most of but you know a portion of it maybe 35 percent of it this is money that you you can't just be like all right you know give him the extra couple million because it'll make him happy you know just get it done we just need him that money needs to go places. You know, we need to be careful. Andrew Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, these guys are looking like, you know, Thomas is a top five tackle in the league right now, potentially. Dexter Lawrence looks like a top five interior defensive lineman, and he just hit his stride this past season. He's, what, 26, 27 years old? He's in the middle of his prime. Uh, this is a guy who could be elite for the next five, six years. You got to make sure you keep guys like that. Xavier McKinney, one of the best young safeties in football. You're not going to give him, you don't want to get rid of him either, and he's going to be a free agent after next season. So right now, Every penny that we can save in the future, every million that, you know, Daniel Jones is willing to come down on is a little bit more that you can contribute toward other people's deals. And whether that be this offseason or in the future, because this offseason, we need linebacker support. We talked about David Long. Um, that's a guy that might be able to be had for seven or eight million dollars. And, you know, if Daniel Jones signs an extension and you keep that first year cap hit down. That makes it a lot easier to go out and get a guy like David Long or a cornerback that can pair with Adoree Jackson. If you tag him for $32 million, you have to basically let Saquon go and then sign a couple other, maybe two free agents at a minimal deals, or you keep Saquon and you don't add anybody in free agency. The tag, some people think the tag is leverage for the Giants right now. It's It doesn't do anything for them. In fact, it actually hurts their ability to spend this offseason. They want to get a long-term deal done for this for that reason. Um, but you know the tag is a good stalling uh, tactic. And Anthony, I'll tell you this. There could be an option for the transition tag there and letting other teams match and see what other teams offer him because I don't think anyone thinks he's worth $45 million. It's a risk, but if they end, if he ends up leaving and signing elsewhere, you get compensation, you get picks for that. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Giants, I don't, it would have to be confident that other team isn't going to be, you know, willing to give him that much money, which I don't think they would be willing to. But I, I think they'd probably prefer to stay away from that entire sequence and, and you know, just lock him down before he actually hits free agency in a couple weeks here. But right now, uh, you know, the reports are coming out that it, it was a little bit more of a bumpy start to negotiations than they would have hoped for. So there's a very real possibility that Jones hits the open market and he starts, you know, asking other teams, you know, what can you do for me? How will, how far are you willing to go? It's only in his best interest. The Giants don't want to let him get to free agency, but they may have no choice if they're demanding $45 million and they're not willing to budge. You know what I mean? I think it's bullshit. I think they settle about between 35 and $38 million. That would be my sweet spot. I think that's fine. But once you push it beyond that $40 million mark, you're talking about a player that should be a top five quarterback in the league, and he's not that, right? Like, he's not that. And I don't think – or at least he's not that yet. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Are you – if you're going to pay him $40-plus plus you got to be damn sure. You have to guarantee this guy is going to be a top 10, top seven quarterback in the league. 
And I don't, I can't sit here and tell you that I think that's a guarantee by any means right now. You know, if he can take a similar jump as he did last year, we're definitely looking at a, at a really, really talented guy who could be a very good quarterback for a very long, long time here. But Anthony, you know, when you're looking at the step he took this past season, do you think it's realistic to think he can like really take another big jump forward? Because if they, if they tag him, you can't make many additions. Um, and if you give him that much money, $45 million per season, you still are going to be kind of screwed unless your draft picks, all of them pan out. So how do you feel about that? You know, building around Daniel Jones, I know he doesn't want to give up any dollar. He wants to get as much as humanly possible. Uh, but I feel like the draft, you can't only build a team through the draft. You also need free agency to complement it, you know? Yeah, you don't want to tie up all your money into one player. Now, you asked me a couple questions there. Do I think that Daniel Jones can take another jump? Yes, I, I do think he can take another jump because he's going into his second year with Brian Dable, his second year with Mike Kafka. Daniel Jones hasn't had continuity at the offensive coordinator and head coach positions, and now that he does, I think that he can take a huge jump and really improve his game. Having Dable and seeing what he can do, what changes he can make to the offense to get the most out of Daniel Jones this offseason, I think that's going to be huge because when you look back to when Dable was in Buffalo with Josh Allen. He went into that rookie season with Josh Allen. Josh Allen stunk it up, but then Dable went and rewrote the entire playbook. Like there's a, I found a really good article about this a while back on PFF where they were running a lot of similar schemes and uh, plays that he ran in college because they thought that would translate well and help him, you know, help get the most out of Josh Allen when he got to Buffalo. But year one, it didn't work. So instead of running a lot of 12 personnel heavy sets and under center uh, plays for Josh Allen, like he ran at Wyoming, they scrapped the whole offense, turned it into a spread air raid, basically offense uh, over there in Buffalo. And it got the absolute most out of him. So what Brian Dable is going to do this offseason is look at all of the film, look at what Daniel Jones did right, what he did wrong, what made him the best player on any given play, and then he's going to build an entire offense around that. So that's something that I think a lot of fans don't realize is that no, Daniel Jones isn't that player right now, but yes, he absolutely could be that player, and maybe his next contract could be worth $45 million plus. But right now, since he isn't that player, Alex, I agree with you, you can't tie up all that money to him and absolutely just sacrifice the rest of your roster and the rest of your spending on any free agents I mean even your draft class is going to be hard to afford when the Giants have extra picks in this year's draft and you know tying up all that money into Daniel Jones fully guaranteed on the franchise tag it's going to be even difficult to just draft players like they're not going to have the money to do that so again there's two sides to it I see the potential for the future with Daniel Jones I think that he can have another huge breakout uh, under Brian Dable in year two again I think Dable makes massive changes to the offensive scheme that pays huge dividends for Daniel Jones and his development but at the same time that's a lot of money. Like, it's just way too much money. $45 million per year for Daniel Jones is so much. And if you pay him on the franchise tag, you've said it, Alex, the Giants are going to be really limited in their spending. And they do have other free agents that they need to extend. Saquon Barkley is the big one that stands out. He wants somewhere from 14 to $16 million. There's no chance that you can take all of your cap space and just put... 14 to 16 on Saquon and then 32 plus on Daniel Jones with the franchise tag. That's not realistic at all. That just can't happen. The Giants won't be able to afford that. They will have zero dollars left over and then they definitely won't be able to sign their draft class. So I think that the Saquon Barkley contract negotiations, those are probably going to heat up soon. We're probably going to be talking about that quite a lot because that one's pretty controversial as well. But this Daniel Jones contract at 32 million, you mentioned something with the transition tag. Now here's why I don't like that idea and because I think optically it's very bad. Like it just looks 
looks bad that they're going to let him negotiate with other teams while trying to keep him under lock with a tag. I don't think that he would appreciate that very much. And I think that's where negotiations can really sour and take a turn towards the South because that's just going to look like they're not fully committed to him. And then even if they do sign him, you're, he's still going to have that in the back of his head. They didn't fully commit to me. So Alex, another thing though, if he does get franchise tagged, there's another quarterback in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, who was talking about the franchise tag, and there's rumors that he gets franchise tagged, he's not going to play. He's going to hold out until he gets his deal. What do you think about Daniel Jones potentially doing something like that? Do you think that Jones would do that? I know that it was the same conversation that people had for Dak Prescott when he was tagged. He played on it and then cashed in with a huge deal the following season. But some quarterbacks, they won't do it. Some players, it doesn't even have to be a quarterback, they won't play on that franchise tag. Do you think that Daniel Jones would consider holding out if he was tagged by the Giants? So I'll tell you this. I think in their their opinion, this is what they're going to say. They're going to say, look, this is basically your fifth-year option, but you're getting paid a lot more. You know, that's what I think they would tell him. They're like, look, we could have picked up your fifth-year option. You would have been paid a lot less. Instead, we're giving you, we're going to tag you. You're going to get $32 million guaranteed, and it's a pretty damn good deal for you. And you can continue working with the coaching staff that you like. You know you like the scheme. It fits your style, and we're going to add pieces around you to help you out. And I think that kind of perspective makes sense. But because the Giants rejected his fifth-year option, I feel like he has a bone to pick. I feel like he wants to get paid. He's like, you know what? I cannot trust anybody. As much as they say they love me, as much as they love my work ethic, they decided they didn't want it. They didn't want me here for a fifth year unless I proved them uh, and proved them wrong. And I did. And why would I take their word for anything now when they've already kind of shot me in the foot? So I feel like he's going to try and get every last dollar because of that. I feel like he doesn't give a shit anymore about what they say about him to the public because behind the scenes, they said they don't trust him. And they made that clear when they rejected his fifth-year your option so i think that you know the franchise tag he'll play on it because he's a good dude and i think he's a and i think that he'll play on it because he believes in himself and he believes in what he's he's capable of doing um but in terms of protecting yourself and you know doing what's best for your future he shouldn't play on it you know like he should say i'm not playing on this i'm only going to be i'm only going to play with an extension and just but he has all the leverage. Like, the Giants don't have much leverage right now, guys. The franchise tag is a stalling tactic for them, and it hurts them if they actually use it because they can't spend anywhere else to actually help Daniel Jones grow. I, I don't see them having any leverage. The alternatives are basically Tyrod Taylor, Derek Carr, who looks like he might go to the Jets, or you're trading for, like, a Justin Fields or something like that, and then the Bears going out and getting, like, a Bryce Young. And there, there's crazy ideas to consider here. But Daniel Jones is the most clear-cut one, and we know what he offers, and we know the step he took forward last year, and he won a playoff game with the roster that shouldn't have been there. Um, so I'll tell you what right now. I think they get a deal done. I think it's going to be in the range of 35 to $40 million. It's going to be probably smack in between, like Paul Schwartz said, $38 million per season, which is probably going to look like a bargain if he ends up, you know, progressing and making um, himself a lot better in 2023. But it's a risk no matter how you look at it, man. If he struggles next year and he doesn't look that great – we're back to square one and we're in tow of a $38 million deal. But again, if the Giants struggle and he doesn't play well, they're going to be a bad team and you're looking at another top pick and it's going to be a lot easier to trade up and maybe get a young quarterback and you just, you kind of just use it as a bridge. You could always trade him. You could always do whatever, get, you know, as you mentioned, three-year deal out after the third season. So he's only two years left on the deal. You just bite the bullet and do what you got to do. Um, someone will trade for him. Like, Look, Sam Darnold was traded. I mean, look, the contract would be a big problem. But $38 million for a starting quarterback is not crazy, and the Giants could always consume a, a, a portion of it and just, you know, that would be it. There are ways to get out of a deal like that. There are ways to mitigate it if you go in the, the direction of a rookie. But I think that um, we're looking at just public 
kind of negotiations unfold here and they're using guys like Florio to actually get those numbers out. Uh, but again, I'm going to go back to uh, the Saquon Barkley kind of thing you mentioned before. This makes me very concerned about retaining Saquon. I actually think that the more money he gets, I think if, if Daniel Jones gets 38, I think Saquon might be gone. I think I don't think they're going to want to pay him 14. I mean, look, I'm not paying him $60 million. Even 14 is really pushing it for me. I really don't want to go that high. Um, I just don't trust running backs. And if you look at championship teams, they don't have star running backs on them. And as much as of a producer as he is, if you go out and draft a top receiver, you get a good running back in the mid rounds who can start for you and has some upside. I don't see that as a, as a bad alternative. I think that's a fine alternative. Would I love Saquon to stay? Absolutely. At the right price point, totally cool with that. I'm totally fine with that. But the more Daniel Jones makes, the less there is to attribute to Saquon's deal. And ultimately, um, he's going to be impacted because he's playing second fiddle right now, guys. Daniel Jones is the priority. Saquon Barkley is waiting for Jones' deal to actually go through before they can make any decisions, in my opinion. That's how I feel about it. Jones is the priority, and then Saquon comes second because you got to take care of your quarterback first at all stops like that is just like Brett that that's what you have to do you have to take care of your quarterback you got to figure out that position and then running back you that's a secondary like that's kind of an afterthought after the quarterback spot so you know when you're thinking about Saquon's role in this um, how long is he willing to wait if Daniel Jones in this this situation drags out into free agency and you know it takes them some time and they tag Daniel Jones do you think that they're gonna like actually sign Saquon before DJ I think it's an interesting conversation to have well, I do think it's an interesting conversation to have, and I think it's just interesting to look at what does this contract, you know, price point for Daniel Jones mean for Saquon Barkley? Like, we should be talking about, okay, Daniel Jones, this price point, this is a lot of money, but really, the, what's going to happen is like a trickle-down effect. Like, this is going to affect the whole roster, and that starts with Saquon Barkley, the other premier free agent that the Giants have going into this offseason. It's going to trickle down to other players as well. Julian Love, no way he gets retained if the Giants retain both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley at their price points. you got to find the young safety and that's going to become a big need for the Giants entering the 2023 NFL draft like they're going to have to target that position in the top three rounds if they don't retain Julian Love because they're going to have one massive hole at a starting position in their secondary and again that's just the 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 ramifications of signing a quarterback to 45 or 38 whatever million dollars per year you have to make sacrifices on your roster and the Giants are going to have to decide whether or not they're willing to sacrifice Saquon Barkley that's going to be the main one because if you do sacrifice Saquon Barkley then you can keep Julian Love maybe add a receiver or something in free agency just to compete at WR3 whatever but if you sign Daniel Jones and you sign Saquon Barkley you're kind of screwed. <laughs> you're not spending any money elsewhere. That's your whole salary cap space. Like that Saquon Barkley cap hit is going to be at least $12 million. And then that Daniel Jones cap hit is going to be at least 30 something million dollars. The Giants only have 47 million right now. If they want to go out there, they're going to have to cut some players, free up some money, and then start spending elsewhere. But they still need to save around 10 million or so for their draft class and any insurances that they need for their future into the regular season. So they can't spend it all the way down to zero. They have to keep some money going into April. So the Giants are really going to be in a tough position here once they sign Daniel Jones to this contract. And and uh, Saquon Barkley is the number one player that they're going to have to make a big time decision on. Their, their mind is made up. They are signing Daniel Jones. But they have been a little skeptical with the Saquon Barkley thing. They were Him and uh, Saquon and the Giants haven't come to an agreement. They did some negotiations during the bye week. He rejected their initial offer. And now that Daniel Jones' negotiations are starting to heat up, Saquon might get thrown to the wayside. And he might not get that deal that he's searching for. And honestly, 
If I was Saquon Barkley, I would probably want to test free agency at this point because I don't know if the if the, the Giants can realistically afford Saquon at his price point. But what are your thoughts on that, Alex? Do you think that Saquon Barkley is getting to the point where he's going to want to go into free agency and test the market, or should he still be negotiating for that long-term deal with Big Blue? Well, I think that's a great point, and, and actually, I would do the same thing. I would actually look at, if I was Saquon, and say, clearly the priority there is Daniel Jones. Like, why not go out and actually try to get the maximum amount of money? I'm not going to wait for the Giants to give it to me because they're already, like, kind of preoccupied with DJ. If When, you know, free agency starts, the Giants only have one franchise tag. You know, they, they may only hit the franchise tag for, you know, Daniel Jones just to keep him around so they can continue negotiating a long-term deal, which makes Saquon Barkley a free agent and makes him and gives him the ability to go and see what's out there and, I think that's what they do. You know, I think that's I think that they're willing to see if Saquon finds a better deal because ultimately they just don't have the money to spend right now, especially if they have to apply the tag to, to Daniel Jones and they can't afford um, to go above $40 million for him and they're just not willing to do it. This is going to be interesting, guys. Like, it's all kind of unfolding at a very peculiar time, but we know that the Buffalo Bills don't value running backs. We know that the, the Kansas City Chiefs don't value running backs. We know that everything about this coaching staff says to us they don't care about the running back position because both of the teams that they come from have never cared about them, right? And look at the Chiefs. They went out and drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and he got replaced by a freaking sixth-round rookie. You know what I mean? Like, it, tell me that doesn't that doesn't tell them all they need to know about what value um, they're going to give their quarterback money over a running back every single day of the week, and they're going to let him walk, right? They're going to let Saquon walk, and they're going to draft the running back in the mid-rounds, and they're going to start him. They're going to draft a receiver. They're going to take that money and say, hey, we could go out and get Keenan Allen or DeAndre Hopkins, or we can go out and get somebody else in the 2024 free agency class or trade for somebody. You know, they can do a lot of other things with that money. They can do a lot of other things um, to add playmakers to this Giants offense. Of course, losing Saquon is significant. It would suck, and I acknowledge that, and I know how awful it would be to lose him as an asset on this offense, but there is a red line that they can't cross in terms of the financial point. And I also think that Saquon, if I were him, I would be 100% trying to go to free agency and figure out what my maximum is instead of waiting for the Giants to prioritize Daniel Jones and figure that out before they even look in his direction. They gave him $12 million offer. He said no, and we haven't heard a single thing since, right? They have not budged from that. I don't think that they're going much higher. And the fact that we haven't heard anything on that front probably means they told him, we're figuring out DJ, and then we'll get to you. And if I were Saquon Barkley, I'd be like, that's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm your best player, arguably. I've been your best player. You've seen what I can do. Like, I feel like, a, I feel like you know, an afterthought right now. So why not go and put that same kind of mentality into free agency and, and look for the best deal? So I think I'm on board with you in the sense that if I were him, I'd be testing the market and seeing what I can get. And I think that point you made just there is like going to tell me that Saquon Barkley could be the franchise tag candidate here. Like you're, you're saying you think that they're going to prioritize the Daniel Jones contract, negotiate with him first and foremost, then get around to Saquon. Well, they're going to find the common ground with Daniel Jones eventually, in my opinion, and they're going to sign him to an extension. But then after that, they might not want us to cough up the dough and sign another long-term extension for Saquon Barkley. They might be like, okay, 
let's just put him on the franchise tag, get around to negotiating with him way later in the offseason, maybe even right before the start of the regular season. We've seen that before. Some star players will get franchise tagged. They'll sign a deal in like July at training camp. They'll get in there and negotiate. And that's one thing that could happen with Saquon Barkley because if they're going to be focusing all of their efforts on extending Daniel Jones, signing him to that long-term deal, well, Saquon Barkley is going to become an afterthought and he might just get franchise tagged and they'll just deal with it another day. And I think that's a really realistic opportunity or, or situation here for Saquon Barkley that could unfold. But again, going into free agency, this is going to cost the Giants a lot of money to extend these guys and they're not going to have a lot of money in free agency. And I don't know, Alex, what do you think that they do with some of the biggest needs on their roster? Like, how do you address wide receiver? How do you address the defensive line depth, the cornerback position? How do you address these positions if you tie up all of that money to Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and maybe Julian Love? You draft. You draft freaking well. That's it. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to draft freaking well. There's no, all, there's no other way. You know, you can't plug every position with free agency. The Giants have to have a kick-ass draft this year. They have 11 picks, right? If you trade back, maybe a couple, of, maybe a couple more decent ones. This is it. If they don't draft well this year, we're staring down the barrel of another annoying regimen that has failed to draft successfully. You know what I mean? Like that's it's this year that's going to make the biggest impact. And guys coming back from last year's injured rookie class and making an impact as well. And so many injuries there, it's just hard to determine what they're going to offer. Uh, but this year, man, this is the one that changes the course. Like we we took a big step forward because the coaching was so good, but the talent was bad, right? The coaching got a lot out of bad players or mediocre players. The thing is, you need to get a lot out of good players. You know, you need to get the most out of great players. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the Giants don't have that many great players. So we got to draft well this year. We need to find some gems, and we need to turn them into freaking all pro players. Like, that's what we really need to do. Um, so I, I think that answers your question. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that does answer the question. The draft, building through the draft is super important for the Giants. We know that we've been saying that. But just to add those complimentary pieces, like maybe a CB2 in, in free agency, they're going to be losing that luxury now when they sign Daniel Jones to this long-term deal. Like, they're not going to be able to go ahead and sign those guys. But at, le at the very least, they will be getting their quarterback for the foreseeable future under contract, and I think that is huge. So the New York Giants... Potentially signing Daniel Jones to a deal worth 38 to 45 million. Let us know your thoughts on it down below in the comment section and make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new and ring the bell so you don't miss one. Bing! Bing. Yeah, I knew it was coming, Alex. <laughs> we'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go, Giants.